Jesus came to him, Jesus asked him the question, will you be made whole? And he found out through this interaction with Jesus that there was no hope in anything else. That it only would come through Jesus that it could be made whole. But there was a woman that we encounter in Matthew chapter 9 that this is just after Jesus was called away to go and and pray for a young child who was sick. And he had a crowd that was all around him. You know the story of this woman who reached out, touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. She had the issue of blood that she had been dealing with for 12 years. She had gone to every doctor. She had gone everywhere that she knew to go and, and was not healed in all those 12 years of her sickness. This woman She finally got to a place where she said, I've heard about Jesus. I know that there's healing in this, in this man. I know that he's able to heal me if I could only get to him. And I'm telling you, there's something about desperation that gets God's attention. There's something about desperation that when you get to a place where you say, this is, this is the only hope that I have is to get to the feet of Jesus, to touch the hem of his garment. And she pressed through the crowds on that day and as she pressed through the crowds it says that she reached out and she just got a hold of the hem of the garment of Jesus just barely touching him and yet in a moment it says that Jesus stopped in his tracks and he said I felt virtue come out of me who touched me his disciples, not understanding, said, Master, you, there's, there's so many that are touching you right now. We're making our way through a crowd. What do you mean? Who touched me? And he said, no, there's a difference between somebody just coming in contact with me and somebody truly touching me. Somebody who has desperation and who has a need and who says, I've come into this place, into your presence, and I don't just want to come in contact with you, but I need a touch from you. Oh, we can come into a church service Sunday after Sunday or every day that you would walk in. You can come in and say, I've come in contact with Jesus and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for coming in contact with Jesus and being in his presence. But if you truly get to a place of desperation like this woman was and you say, I don't just want to be in your presence I don't just want to come in contact with you. I want to touch you. I want to reach out. And I want to be made whole. Then Jesus, he recognizes that kind of desperation. He recognizes somebody who would say, if I could only get at the feet of Jesus, I could be made whole. If there's somebody here today who would say, I don't just want to carry myself into this place as I am and walk out the same. But you say, I want to be changed. I want to be made whole. I want to be transformed completely. I don't want to walk out with the same issues that I had when I came in. This woman, she came with that kind of attitude to to Jesus and she left that place completely whole there's another woman just a few chapters later in Matthew chapter 15 this is an interesting story but this Syrophoenician woman or this Canaanite woman who was coming to Jesus and needing healing for her daughter this woman was 
outside of the Jewish uh, people that Jesus had come to minister to. And so Jesus was rejecting her plea and and he uh, he said, I, I haven't come to minister to you. It's it's not the time yet for uh, for you to to receive this ministry. And yet this woman came with desperation. This woman came with persistence. She knelt down at the feet of Jesus and she pled with him. She pled. She said, "Don't even the don't even the dogs get a little bit of the crumbs that fall at the master's table." Can I just get something? Can I just get a little bit of your attention right now? And this woman would not leave Jesus alone. In fact, it says that the disciples, they came to her, or they came to Jesus, and they said, Can, do, you, do you want us to take her away? What, what are you wanting to do? And Jesus finally said, A woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And this woman's daughter was made whole because of persistence. Because of somebody who said, Jesus, I'm yet, I'm in your presence. I need something and I'm not going to leave until I get it. I'm not going to leave until I walk out of this place changed, whole, complete. I'm not walking out of this place without this healing that I've come for. Jesus, I know that you work in your time, but I need it right now. And we can't, we're not, we don't play God. We don't tell him what to do. But God does honor persistence. God does honor the one who keeps knocking. God does honor the one who keeps coming to him and saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. I know that I asked before, but I need you. It's not by, not because of a lack of faith that I come to you again. It's because I know that you're able and I come to you once again and I bring my, my, my need to you right now and say, God, would you heal me? God, would you make me whole? Come on, there's, there's power in persistence and persistent faith. This woman, she displayed the epitome of persistence saying, Jesus, I just need a little bit of your attention. Jesus, all I need is a little bit of your virtue. Jesus, all I need is a little touch. And I know that you can make my daughter whole. It says by the time she left that place, left the presence of Jesus, that her daughter was made whole from that very hour. There's a man in Mark chapter 8. This is a blind man in Bethsaida. This blind man was brought unto Jesus. And it says that he took the blind man by the hand and he led him out of the town. And when he spit on his eyes, he put his hands upon him and he asked him if he saw anything. This blind man responded and he said, yes, I can see, but it says, though I see men as trees walking. And so Jesus says that's, <laughs> that's, that's a miracle that, that his, his eyes were open. He's able to see, especially through, uh, Jesus just spitting into the mud, putting this, uh, on, on this man's eyes. And, and yet, uh, through that, we see the remedy for, for sight to be restored. But he says, okay, let's go in again. And Jesus, he lays his hands upon him again. And he says, I want you to look up. And when he did so, it says that his eyesight was completely restored and he saw every man clearly. Sometimes 
when you say, I need a touch, and you walk away, and you say, God, I'm thankful that, or you say, I want to be made whole, and you say, God, I'm thankful that I got a touch, but Jesus says, I want to do more than just a touch. I want to do more than just a touch. I want you to be made completely whole. I want you to walk out of this place completely whole. In this man, it took two times for Jesus to lay his hands on him for his sight to be made completely whole. But it, that, if it takes two times, three times, four times, five times, ten times, it doesn't matter. I want the fullness of what Jesus has for me. And I'm going to keep on praying until I receive it. It's not because he's not able. We see Jesus heal, heal some and it's, it's an instantaneous healing and their eyesight was completely restored. One prayer. But there's other times when Jesus works and he says there's a progression of this. And what I'm doing, I want you to keep on coming to me. And I want you to keep on coming. I want to see, are you satisfied with just a touch or do you want to be made whole? Jesus is looking for somebody today. Somebody today who's, who, who's come to him and you have, you have received a touch from God before and you've walked out of this place thankful that God touched your life, but you were not made whole. You were not healed completely. That bondage that, that you brought in and in, 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 in God is, the bondage that you'd ever asked to be upon your life. And that somebody else caused in you those fears that you've been dealing with from an early age. That path that it sets you on to where you feel less than and you feel as if you are not you were never important you feel as if you were never uh, never able to be a uh, never able to be an overcomer you feel less than because somebody else violated your trust and violated your innocence and and because of that you're dealing with things years later that God is saying right now I want you to put it in my hands and I want you to walk out of this place completely healed I want to make you whole today well, there's somebody right now under the sound of my voice who you've been dealing with things in your life and you have chased after all of the, the remnants of it, all of the, the little pieces here and there. And, and all of this is a bright byproduct of, of something that happened at an early age. If you could just allow Jesus to take that yoke upon him. And you can allow him to just heal you 100% completely of the emotional wreck of, of what that caused in you from an early age and how it caused you to view yourself. Well, there are things right now that you should not have to be dealing with because of what somebody else did. But God is here right now to tell you that I want to make you whole. I want to make you complete. That you are not who somebody defines you as. You are not who you have 
thought you are because of those things that have happened. But you are whole. You are my child. You are loved. You are more than a conqueror. God has called you out today to tell you that I made you. I want to make you whole completely. Completely. There were ten lepers who came to Jesus. They were seeking healing. It's in Luke chapter 17. These ten lepers, they came. And if you know anything about leprosy, they uh, were not allowed to be within society. They had to live together in a leper colony. And it was a terrible disease that was contagious at that time. And and they... uh, this is why they were, they were separated from their families, separated from their friends, and were outcasts from society. And, and it was a terrible thing that you'd see their, uh, their skin uh, decayed off and decayed off their body. All these terrible things that uh, were the result of leprosy. And these men came to Jesus seeking healing one day. And Jesus, he calls out to them and he says, I see you. This is after they called. They say, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go and show yourself to the priest. What Jesus was saying by telling them to go show themselves to the priest was, You have been healed. Because this was the course of action that one who was healed of leprosy, when the leprosy stopped spreading, they were able to go and show themselves to the priest. And the priest would declare them, uh, no longer contagious, no longer, uh, you know, th- they can reintroduce themselves to society. And uh, so when Jesus tells them, go and show yourself to the priest, they understood that as their healing had taken place, they no longer uh, were, were going to suffer under the, the consequence of this disease that they had. But it says that one of them, one of these ten lepers, as they had all turned away, he turned back. And with a loud voice, it says that he began to glorify God. He fell down at the face, or fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus, and he began to give thanks. This one leper here was, says, was a Samaritan. He was not only a leper, he was outcast from society, but beyond that, he was a Samaritan who was hated among the Jews. And Jesus, answering this man, he said, weren't there ten? Where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this one stranger. And so he said to this one man who came to return to him, to glorify him as God, to thank him for what he had done. He says, arise and go thy way, for thy faith hath made thee whole. Your faith has made you whole. I told you we're not going to, along today. I just want to speak on one more individual. And then I just want to give God some space to work on somebody here today. Somebody who came in with a need. Somebody who came in bound. Somebody who came to this place and you were broken. You, you look together, but you're broken. You look at the facade. It's, it's been built up pretty pretty tough and pretty pretty tight and you you look all right but God is seeing the inner part of you and he's saying I've got some work that I want to do if you'll allow me to I have some work that I want to do see this this leper who was 
He came back to Jesus. He expressed his gratitude. He expressed his thankfulness for what Jesus had done for him. And so this man, he, he didn't just walk away that day healed and, and the disease no longer spreading, but it says he was made whole. So that means that the, the fingers that, the, the skin on the fingers that had, uh, worn off and the, the, the eye sockets that perhaps were, uh, were gouged out, the, the things that, uh, you could see that the effects of the, the, what leprosy had done to him, that all those others, they may have been healed of the spreading of their leprosy, but this man, because of his thankfulness, it says, was made whole. That everything that had been stolen from him, all of that, uh, that life that had been stolen from him had returned unto him. Jesus not only healed him from the, the further consequences, but he, re, he healed him from every consequence of this disease and its past. See, God wants to, he wants to heal somebody of not just the furtherance of what It's going to cause you to remain where you're at. But he wants to heal your past of everything that has been taken from you. The hurts, the pain. God wants to heal somebody today. He wants to make somebody whole. There's one other individual I just want to talk about who she found herself in the midst of what ended up being somewhat of an awkward, an awkward place. But she didn't care because she was at the feet of Jesus. You have Jesus here. It's in Luke chapter 7 that he is eating. He had been invited into the home of one of the Pharisees. And this Pharisee took him in and he said, I want you to, to come and let's just sit down. Let's talk. And as he is doing this, it says that this woman, she is nameless in this passage. But she, she makes her way into that man's house, this Pharisee's house. And she comes, and this woman had a reputation. It doesn't say exactly what it was, but it does define her as a sinner. Perhaps a harlot, perhaps, uh, you know, a woman of, of renown in the city. And she had come into this Pharisee's house, not, not for the least, but to, to seek Jesus. And she comes down to the feet of Jesus and she has with her an alabaster box and this alabaster box is full of ointment. She stood at his feet before, behind him and she was weeping. It says that she began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with the hairs of her head. She kissed his feet. She anointed them with the ointment. And when the Pharisees, which had bidden him, they saw it and he spake within himself and these Pharisees are like, they're saying if he was a prophet, he would know what kind of a woman this was. And yet Jesus, he, he knows what they're thinking. And Jesus, he says to them, don't you know that if a servant who has, or if a man, if a master has two debtors and the one owes five, uh, 500 pence and the other one just 50 and, and he forgives both of them, then which one of them would be more thankful? It's Pharisees. He says back to him, well, I suppose the one who owed him more. Jesus says, you see the result of that right in front of you. This woman who has come into my presence, she owed everything, but her sins have been forgiven. She has been made whole. 
and I'm here and you didn't take any water to wash my feet. You didn't, uh, you didn't take any ointment and, and, and allow me to, uh, to, to make myself, uh, freshen up when I came into your house. But this woman, from the very time that she'd entered into this place, has not stopped washing my feet with her tears and drying them with her hair and kissing my feet. And she's, has not ceased to show me her gratitude for what I have done for her, which is to forgive her of her sins. It's gratitude. She was so thankful that Jesus had made her whole. She was so thankful for what Jesus had done. It says that to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. But to him who much is forgiven, there is much thanks that we ought to show him. Oh, there's somebody here today who you perhaps could just start in that posture of gratitude. You could start in that posture where you say, God, when I just think about my life and all the things that I've done, on all the, the times that I've failed you, the times that I've walked away, the times that I've, I've gone after my own passions, my own desires, and you could have cast me aside. No, instead you said, here I am. I, I, I've forgiven you of everything. Well, we can, we come and we serve a God who he loves you beyond every fault. He loves you beyond everything that you've done. He has forgiven them. He's forgiven you of your sins. And yet, and this is the God that we serve. And I wonder today, as we begin, as we're going to open up this altar here in a moment, I want to play a song for you. It's a song that, that we ended our first service with, but I want to just play this song as we, and if we could just stand in this place as we begin to play this song. And as we do so, I wonder if there's somebody who could come up to an altar and make your way to an altar and say, God, I'm just thankful for what you've done.